gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Whole crew is here, every single one of us. Um, we are going to go ahead and talk to you today about the big Hunter Biden bombshell email that everybody's talking about, except on social media, because Twitter and Facebook won't let you talk about it, because God forbid you talk about baby boy Biden. Look at that alliteration, baby boy Biden. Okay, so um, let's dive into this. So do you guys, did you guys um, happen to hear Tucker Carlson's explanation of what happened? I, I missed that, so go ahead okay. and uh, give us a little okay. recap on that one. I'll give it to you in a nutshell. Basically what happened is Hunter Biden allegedly left uh, his, his laptop at this uh, repair shop in Delaware. He signed a contract saying that after 90 days, if he didn't come back for it or pay for it, it is now the, the property of the repair shop. He never came back. So the guy went into it because had, and he wasn't hacked. So the guy had to give him his email to clean up all that stuff, right? So the guy found out what he had. He sent it, uh, he made a copy of the hard drive, sent it to the FBI, didn't hear anything. He then, contacted his one of his representatives didn't hear anything he then because nothing came of that he then contacted uh rudy giuliani and now we're at where we're at this started back in uh like march or april of this year maybe even february i can't remember so this has been going on for a while but it's just now getting to the giuliani stage um so that's where we're at and now these emails are trickling out. First, we got the Burisma email uh, talking about Hunter uh, making a, my guy, like giving access or giving, what is it, uh, some access or, or influence with his guy. And his guy, as we all know, is his daddy, big, creepy Joe Biden. Uh, he also then, they just released an email today about China charging $30 million to meet with his dad uh, and, and to get his influence, you know, in matters of foreign policy. So that's what we've got so far on top of pictures of him drugged out, apparently sexed out, and uh, living the high life of a fortunate son. Huh? I see what you did there. See what Great. I did there? No, Creedence Clearwater is going to be stuck in our head for the rest of the day here. You're welcome. But he is the, he is the definition of a fortunate son. Uh, though uh, his, his brother Bo actually did serve, Hunter did not. Or actually he did and got kicked out. And he got kicked It was a tax on that that did not play well for Trump. And turns out Trump doesn't need to bring up, you know, Hunter's history of cocaine usage, because this is the type of thing that is actually the story here. And uh, I know in, in our morning meeting, while we were brainstorming for what to talk about today, I was more on the side of, honestly, this story, at least in my opinion, doesn't seem like as big of a bombshell as everyone's making it out to be, simply because we already knew about it. We've known for months, and honestly, even since the impeachment stuff kicked off, if you can remember that far back, so much has happened since then. But the, the narrative of what Hunter was doing 
with Burisma in the Ukraine, how Biden factored into that, Daddy Biden factored into that. Uh, that, that was all stuff people kind of already knew about. This would have been just sort of a drop in the bucket, really, of, oh, look, turns out Joe was lying when he said he had no knowledge. He was lying when he said he hadn't, you know, met with any of those company officials. Everyone kind of already suspected he was lying. This just sort of proved it. It was the reaction to it that has caused such a big thing. The, the, the reason we're doing a podcast about it right now isn't even because there were emails showing that Biden met with Burisma officials. It's because there has been this concerted effort in the last 24 hours, give or take, by social media to cover up the fact that all this corruption went on. And that's why we're talking about it today. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked, we did talk about it earlier. I, d I definitely think this is actually a very big story simply because he takes it. So there's two reasons why. Obviously, yeah, we all suspected before and there was a lot of circumstantial evidence to prove that is, but this is concrete now. Um, and, it, and this is this, this is what led, you know, him meeting with the Ukraine and then, you know, threatening to hold the, the aid unless they fired uh, Shokin and uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor. That's why President Trump got impeached. <laughs> Because he wanted to, you know, ties. He wanted them to look into the corruption around the Bidens, and he got impeached for this. So that, to me, that ties back to not only to the uh, the the hopes and ridiculous impeachment now, but it also defeats the narrative of Biden being this, you know, good old Joe guy, back to normalcy guy, above the board guy, when we know that he's clearly not. So I think that is why it's a big story, and I think that's why the social medias are censoring it because it literally proves that. Their, their whole, you know, he's a fraud. Joe Biden's a fraud. And I think that's, this disproves it. I think it should be a big story, but I don't think it is as big of a story as they're making it seem like they're saying it's the Burisma bombshell again. And it's really not because like Connor said, it, we've already known this information This just confirms it. So I don't, I don't see like how it's like this major story that we didn't know about. But what we do have now is the evidence to prove what we were saying and how like yesterday at his rally, Trump was like reading the emails on stage and doing all that um, and it confirms it. But again, like the left can make anyone, their supporters think whatever they want. So whether it's true or not, whether we have the evidence or not, it really doesn't make that big of a difference in the, in the big scheme of things. Well, I think that says something bad about our civil discourse that we just, we have to, you know, oh, well, now we can prove it. <laughs> like, that is kind of, that is a big deal. You, can, you know, there is evidence where the left, they jump to conclusions, they fill in blanks all the time. <laughs> now we actually have evidence to prove that what we've been saying the whole time was right. I think it is a big deal that we have, I think that says a lot about our civil discourse is that that's a big story. By the way, <laughs> the, left, the left is already calling this stuff fake. They're already denying that it's real. They're saying that it's just it's a it just it's just happening to come out now. Hey, look, it, politics is a dirty game, and they might have had this information for a while. Who knows? Um, um, but it's not even Trump. Who I don't even know who's. Do we have any idea who's leaking the information? Um, maybe Rudy gave maybe Rudy gave it the information to the New York Post. Who knows? So what? But, um, it was the New York Post that broke the story first and they're the ones who have kind of caught the brunt of it and yeah like sean said politics can be dirty and it's not like the right is immune to that so who's to say they haven't like certain members of the republican party haven't held on to this until right before the election but that isn't even really the point here because if if they're going to campaign on anonymous sources saying trump called uh military 
veterans, losers, and suckers. And they're going to run with the Atlantic story on that. They're going to run with the New York Times story on Trump's tax returns where, you know, he it says he apparently he only paid a little bit of money, which you know, has turned out to not be true. At the very least they can do is give this the same level of credibility because it's the exact same thing. It is these damning details about a presidential candidate that come out right before the election. This is why they call it an October surprise. It, it keeps happening right before. That's the entire point. I like how Joe Biden is using Twitter's censor censorship to justify a fake story. Like, oh, well, tw Twitter censored it, so it must be fake about yeah, my that, own family. That's what I want to get into next, because like I said, sure, it is a big deal that we now you know, essentially know definitively that not only was Hunter involved in all this stuff, but Biden lied when he said he had no knowledge of it and said he had met nobody. Like he, he actually did. These, evidence, these emails prove it. But I think the thing to get into is the fact that there has been such a concerted effort by social media to shut it down. Twitter did not let the New York Post run its own story. They, they made them delete the tweet I either did suspend or threatened to suspend their account. They suspended Kaylee McKenney from posting about it, uh, actually locked her out of her account. Multiple other journalists were shut down simply for reporting on the story. And it's even people who aren't necessarily pro-Trump. It's just people trying to talk about, hey, this thing happened with Hunter Biden. We now have evidence of it. And Twitter said, nope, you can't post it. We've, they've flagged it as, you know, misinformation. They are locking accounts. They're banning people. And they even had a, a headline on their trending section that definitively said, Biden never had any involvement with the Ukrainians of, it, of any kind. He never threatened to withhold funding. He never had, we have on video, Biden himself saying, bragging about how he essentially blackmailed them into firing the prosecutor. So either Biden was lying then or he's lying now, but Twitter can't just come out and put this headline up that says, oh yeah, that was fake too. They're rewriting history before our eyes because they hate Trump that much. That's why I think this is a big story though. This is why I think it is because all we had before, we, we didn't have the connector. We had the Bidens made the statement about the billion dollars then we had his son with Burisma, but we didn't have the connecting. Now we have the evidence that proves that not only did Biden meet with that guy, but there was discussion about how he was going to use, Hunter was going to use his dad to, to stop that investigation. Now it all connects. So that's why I think it is a big story. We didn't have the middle. We had the, these two pieces, but now it proves it. Just because we thought it, for sure that's what happens, you still need evidence to prove it. And we have documented evidence now. But what's the significance? Does it matter now? Is it going to change anything? Well, that's a different discussion. I don't know. Oh, but that's what makes it a big story versus not a big story. It is it's a big story. I completely disagree. When you have the vice president, former vice president of the United States using taxpayer dollars to stop an investigation into his son's company, I think that's a big freaking story. That's our tax. It's a big story with proof and evidence. Exactly. He's quid pro quo Joe. That's what Sean Andy called him the whole time. You know, it's true. He's the quid pro quo guy, not Donald Trump. So we, we went through all this crap that the president of the United States got impeached and it wasn't, and this is, we have, this is what he was asking them to look into the whole time. It's ridiculous. And again, the story honestly would have blown over because in the last month or so, there have been other similar Hunter Biden related stories. 
the Senate opened up an inquiry into stuff he was doing a couple weeks ago. And nothing really came of that. You saw when Trump tried to bring it up at the first debate, he was basically just lambasted for dragging uh, family members into the into the debate. Like, oh, how dare he go after Biden's son um, when, when there's obviously so much going on. It just didn't play well. The media ignored it. Social media kind of pretended it was fake news and nothing came of it. So ultimately, this would have been just another drop in the bucket had they not suddenly launched this massive campaign to censor and control all the information about it. Because this is what takes it out of the territory of just being a quote-unquote right-wing conspiracy theory and puts it in the realm of there is an actual political cover-up going on here. You saw that Twitter released a statement saying that, oh, uh, we don't, we don't want to run any stories with information that was obtained without consent. It, 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 it's the nature of political scandal to not give consent to the information. Like, how do you think we knew about Watergate? You think Richard Nixon was like, oh yeah, here, here's exactly what I did. I give you consent to know this information. And this is from the same media, same social media groups that were like a few weeks ago, thought that leaked conversations recorded without Melania Trump's knowledge or consent was not only, you know, a big revelation about her character, but was also qualified to be turned into a book. These people have never had a standard about information obtained without consent, nor should they, because that's how journalists uncover stories of wrongdoing. People don't provide that. But now that they have adopted this standard and suddenly they're all about make sure that everyone gives consent to have their deepest, darkest secrets unveiled, it's just going to come back to bite them. But it shows how much of a cover-up this is supposed to be. By the way, you guys know what the, do you, do you want to hear the cop-out that the campaign used about the meeting with the Burisma CEO? Do you guys hear the statement they put out? No. Um, the, campaign, the campaign spokesman, Andrew Bates, said, we have re reviewed Joe Biden's official schedules from the time and no meeting as alleged by the New York Post ever took place. Okay, so Peter Schweitzer, the, he, he's a great author. He's written a lot of books on the corruption, especially in the Democratic Party. He, he looked at that and he said, there's a, there's a couple hour, there's like two windows, like couple hour windows in his schedule for that day. So if we're gonna go back through the schedule, there, oh, you're gonna tell me there wasn't time for him to meet with this person? Why, well, would, he put that, why would he put that on his schedule? Right. I mean, honestly, how stupid do they think we are? But that's that's the cop out they're using. It wasn't an official meeting. It, was, <laughs> it didn't happen on the book, so it didn't happen. Are you it's saying that there's no such thing as a back alley meeting in D.C.? That there's not any back, back room deals going on in, 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 in Washington, D.C.? Do you, they really expect the public to believe that? Yeah, well, it's like you're talking about Nixon. There was it eight minutes or missing on the tape. I mean, oh, I'm sure that was a coincidence too. Just like, oh, there's a coincidence is the the meeting. You know, there wasn't he wasn't listed as a meeting on the on his schedule. And it's not like Biden is the only one who does this kind of thing. It, it, it's pretty commonly accepted that most politicians do this sort of thing. So it's not even like he's being accused of something that no politician has ever done before. This is perceived to be standard practice for D.C., and this is exactly what Trump ran against. Mm -hmm. This is the swamp that he was talking about when he was campaigning the first time. Uh, it's these 
career politicians who have backroom deals and weird alliances that don't show up on official agendas, all for power and personal profit. And this, this is basically a textbook case of that. And now that it looks like, you know, that might harm Biden's campaign in any way, every single group that has a vested interest in seeing him come out on top is suddenly pushing against this, which is why this censorship is such a big deal. It, it's indicative of an entire system that is going out of its way to prop up Joe Biden, despite the fact that he is a shifty career politician, who's barely accomplished anything, and, you know, even now is in the stages of mental decline. All these things are being done to make him seem like a viable alternative to Trump simply because they hate him so much. Right. Biden's a corrupt guy. We know this. And like you said, a lot of politicians in D.C. are exactly like that. So it doesn't come as a surprise. That's why, like, I'm not super convinced that this is like a massive story. It's yes, it's terrible that he lied. And the fact that he's running for president and he all this evidence comes out right now makes it a big deal. But what I'm more upset about is the censorship on Facebook and Twitter because they can't Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey can't go on their platforms and suddenly restrict journalists and the top journalist in America, Kaylee McEnany, and people like Jack Pizzobic from OAN or Sebastian Gorka or people like that from exposing a story or just posting a link to, they blocked the link to the story because a Washington Post fact-checked it as false without any evidence or information. So they can't just start censoring journalists and turn us into like China or Iran or something. Don't forget, that's the problem. They've already started because it's, they're using their facts instead of like like Pence was talking to Kamala Harris the other night and saying you are you are entitled to your opinion but not your own facts. These people are coming up with their own facts and they're using their own bodies of work as their sources. <laughs> that doesn't make it a fact. <laughs> using the Washington Post does not make it a fact. That is why we, I, I mean, what we truly need is we need, we need a truly unadulterated, unbiased uh, news source that simply puts the news with zero, zero commentary, zero editorial. It just needs to be the story. This is the story and that's it. But there is not a company out there that does that, unfortunately. The Washington Post endorsed Biden. So at this point, any story they run about Biden simply cannot be trusted because they have a vested interest in seeing him win now that they've given him their endorsement. And they, like Sean said, they use their own bodies of work to fact check other things. They're basically just going in circles because now part of the Biden campaign's cop out for why this is fake, of, like Grace mentioned earlier, they're saying the fact that Twitter flagged it as misinformation is proof that the story is not true. But Twitter flagged it as not being true because the Biden campaign denied it. So like, where are they getting any of the valid reasoning to actually call it misinformation? They're just, they keep passing the buck and going on fact checking that actually was written by biased sources that have a vested interest in the campaign in the first place. So it can't be trusted. If they want to go on this, you know, crusade for truth and you know upholding journalistic integrity, 
they need to find new sources because the people in positions of power at these social media companies are all biased, all tied up in seeing the media, you know, continue to push a certain narrative. So we, they got to find other sources if they want anyone to trust them again. Well, you know, the last few days, just not only with the, we've, we've seen this, you know, this is more proof that they would undo every one of the Bill of Rights if they could. They, they would do all 10 of them. They'd be gone. They would be because the first, they don't like the first amendment only when it benefits them. You know, all of a sudden they're, they're for the press when they don't, they find a smoking gun on some Republicans somewhere. They were changing the meanings of words because of one interaction that Judge Barrett had in her hearing. Now they're changing the meaning of words or, you know, sexual preference to whatever they were changing to. They're just doing this all in, in open daylight now. It's, they literally, that's why I say, like, I, I, I'm careful how I say it, but to me, America is the principles that undergird America are in the Constitution. So if they're against those, I think they are anti-American. I really do. Because you, you can't, you can't be for America and be against what those, especially the first 10 in the Bill of Rights stand for. And they clearly don't. America is an idea, and that idea was spelled out in the Constitution. If you are inherently against everything in the Constitution, it only stands to reason that you are against the idea of America. We've talked about this before. All these groups, you know, that want to overhaul the country, undercut its founding, and build it up in their own image, they actually don't love America. They claim to no. love this country, but they don't because they're against the idea that makes it what it is. They like the name recognition that makes America sound great because they're used to America being an amazing place, which it is, and they want to take that and then just put that label on whatever it is they feel like building for themselves because it makes them feel legit. But, you know, if they are against everything we stand for, then they are against America. It's, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, because when Obama said he wanted to, tra fund in 2008, he said he ran on, I want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. I go, how do you, why would you transform something you love? You can't, you can't tell me you love something and you want to fundamentally transform it to be something completely different. Yeah, I, I can't tell my fiance I love her <laughs> and then, in, or, then carry out a campaign to fundamentally change every single aspect about her personality. That, if I was doing that, that would be an abusive relationship. The, the left has become the abusive significant other to the rest of the country, and it's about time we break up, I think. Here, here, here's the question. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But here's the question. At what point does Joe Biden get become disqualified from running for the pre presidency of the United States? I mean, what has to happen here? If this is true, does this negate his his um you know his, his his ability to legally run for the president of the united states i mean i don't know what the rules are around legality for running for the president so but i mean he would be he would literally be guilty of bribery uh if not treason uh using getting paid for uh doing favors for other countries. That's treason as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't know about you guys, depending on what. I don't like that word, but bribery for sure. And here's the thing, here's the thing that really does really make me bad. And this tells you what's wrong with our politics. A good politician right now would be out there saying, that is your tax dollars. That is all our tax dollars. If this man was using up to protect his son, 
This is how is that not outrage everywhere? That's why I think this is a big story because that's what the narrative should be. It's not the government's money; it's our money. That is one of my big problems with Washington D.C. and our politics right now. They throw it away like, oh, I'm you know, so, or even like it's a tax giveaway to millionaires. No, you're letting them keep their own money that they earn. Sorry, get fired up. So, but if Biden is not like indicted of bribery, would it still be legal for him to run? No, that's what I was going to say. All this stuff, it throws up some serious red flags about it, but at the end of the day, it is an accusation, and we, under the principles of law that this country was founded on, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. So yeah. it's definitely a reason to investigate things and to look into stuff, um, but until he's convicted of something, like actually convicted in a court of law, Legally speaking, he's at least innocent of that until, you know, proven otherwise. Same reason that, you know, Trump being accused of all these things, sexual assault and bribery and campaign finance violations and all that stuff, it didn't disqualify him from being president or running for president as much as the left might try to convince you otherwise, because it's just an accusation. It, in Biden's case, these are credible accusations that have all this evidence piling up to prove it. But ultimately, until that's, something's done with it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't legally disqualify him. But uh, we have seen the power of the court of public opinion, and that grows day by day. And social media is a driving force behind that, which is why them taking an active role in making sure that people don't know about all these new developments is so concerning. Because the court of public opinion is essentially determined on social media platforms nowadays. That's how people, you know, kind of reach their conclusions, regardless of whether they're correct or not, which is why these groups that market themselves as, oh, we're a platform for ideas and, you know, share your, your memes and your political articles and all this stuff combined together. When they take a role in censoring stuff specifically from one side, it throws everything out of balance because now no one's going to know about it. No one's going to think Biden should be found guilty of these things because no one knows he's being accused of them. And that's entirely the fault of companies like Twitter and Facebook. So I know, Ryan, I know you don't like to, the word treason. No, I think that's a high bar. You're going to, there's, there's well, a reason. Let me, let me, let me, here's the definition. The yeah, crime of betraying one's country. Okay. If Joe Biden stole American jobs away from Americans to bring over to China for personal gain. How is that not treason? How is that not betraying the people of, of, of America? For but, the constitutional, but the constitutional says aiding and abetting the enemy. So, I mean, and there's a higher, well, I mean, Rosenberg's, there's only two people have ever been convicted on and, and it was Rosenberg's. They were selling nuclear secrets to the United States, which could have been used to bomb the United States. Right. But that doesn't that. But here's the thing: is it the bottom line is it's betraying one's country. And con, we're, we're, uh, do you know what section of the constitution? I have my pocket constitution. Yeah. You know what section of the constitution that's in? What section? It would yeah. be article. It'd probably be would be one, two, or three. Um, no, I'm not sure. Okay, we'll look that up. But what I'm saying is that is a betrayal of the country sending jobs to China, taking jobs away from Americans uh, for personal gain, that is a betrayal of the people. Maybe not of 
the the spirit of America, but is a betrayal of the people, as far as I'm concerned. Well, the, the, the very high bar, like Ryan said, for treason. So this argument you're making would essentially be what any prosecutor attempting to charge him with treason would go for. But so, so, so like as to whether he would actually be charged with that remains to be seen. That's a very difficult case to be made there, I think, because you know, sending jobs over to another country does not necessarily constitute treason, even if it betrays the, 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 the promise he made of you know, securing jobs and stuff. But all these other things, you know, bribery, extortion, lots of other financial crimes, these are all things that there is ample evidence for. And while you could try to build a treason narrative on top of it, they might not even go for that just because of the orgy of evidence they have for other lesser crimes that they can, you know, bring all against him at once. So, yeah, like I, like I said, there's a very high bar and this all would need to be sorted out in some legal capacity before, you know, it is official that he did it. But, um, you know, it, it, it's something to figure out. This is why people should be concerned about it, why we should continue to demand answers instead of just letting them you know, get away with it simply because it fits their narrative. I mean, if Biden was working, I think, again, if he was working with China to overthrow the government or, or kill Americans, I think that's a whole different, that's more what they were going for, not on jobs, but that's, definitely that's treason right there. Yeah, that would be treason. Yeah. Which we're not saying that Biden conspired to kill anyone or overthrow the government. Like Benedict Arnold in the Revolution War, he turned over a fort you know, a whole, you know, West Point to the British. That was a little bit higher than job. Yeah, I mean, I think Hillary Clinton's more guilty of treason than Biden is because Biden was doing more in self-interest for his son than he was for Ukraine. So I'm not sure that he's exactly guilty of treason, but what he did maybe, you could, I guess you can strew it as like slightly treasonous, but not enough to warrant like a, a treason charge in my opinion. I mean, bribery itself is bad enough. <laughs> it's, it's all for selfish but gain. Either way, what's no, that? It's, it's all for selfish gain, personal profit. We, we all knew this. We all knew this was going on, not just with him, but with basically anyone who makes their career in politics, because that's how the business is done. Um, and that's why we need independent sources to be able to shine light on it, because they keep getting away with it and the media benefits from it. There's a reason that, you know, major outlets are, you know, shying away from it, covering it up. It's because they have an interest in seeing Trump not be the guy in the White House anymore. So, Can they cover it up tonight at the town hall? I don't know. Uh, I, I very much doubt anyone is gonna ask Biden a question about that. I, I just don't see it happening. And even if they do, even if by some slim chance they actually do raise that question, there, there's no way he'll provide an actual concrete answer. There'll be no follow-up question. Yeah, the, the, the guy's old, his brain's not what it used to be. But he can but lie like a, like a rug. He can, he can dodge a question like the best of them. Hey, he, dodges, he dodges questions like Neo dodges bullets in the Matrix, bending the laws of physics to get away from a question he doesn't feel like answering. Well, that's so, where his old age benefits him because he's like, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> very well might not, but that's no. I don't no know who I am. Where am I? I guess I'm in, I'm not in Delaware. I'm in Philadelphia. I don't know where I am. 
You know, you know here's, what, here's what's amazing is, is I've been I've been talking to people on social media about this, and and whenever the, all the left says that this is false, and I said, okay, how do you know this is false? They said intelligence claim uh, believes it may be. What? They haven't made one. Cl- how would they? They the the intelligence agencies haven't made one claim as far as this story, as far as these emails are concerned. Um, you cannot say it's false because it has not been investigated yet. If you're going to make these claims that these are false, then you better have evidence showing that this was made up or at least wasn't real. That's, that's the direction they're going already. And, and, and they're going, well, it's, you know, this is Trump. I go, but here's the thing. This is for Trump. But if it's, it's not for Trump, this is for America. If this is, if this is true, if, if what Biden is being accused of is true as per the emails, this isn't because of Trump. This, we're not bringing this, this isn't a, 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 a tactic for Trump. It's a tactic for America that we should not have somebody like this in the highest office of the land. If this is what he does, <laughs> in the second highest office of the land. Right. That's the point. That's a great point, Sean. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, if that's what he does when he's not even the president, imagine what he does when he's the president for for uh, for baby boy Hunter. Yeah, and and all that stuff was done when the media wasn't even nearly as bad as it is now. Like it, it's gotten way way worse. But like we said, this isn't something that necessarily proves how great Trump is. It just proves how terrible biden is all this stuff he's been doing it's a reason to vote for trump not because of anything trump's done but because of what you risk by voting for the alternative um it would mean that trump was right all along it would mean that what he did that got him impeached was actually totally justified and the entire democratic establishment should apologize for that impeachment debacle but ultimately trump doesn't even really have to factor into it other than a guy who was talking about it same thing, you know, for, for years, Alex Jones ranted and raved that there was, you know, a, a ring of cultural and political elite pedophiles who were, you know, engaging in sex trafficking and everything. And everyone wrote him off and last year Twitter banned him. And then suddenly we find out about Jeffrey Epstein and on that one account, he was actually correct. Similarly, uh, it might be, you know, Trump says stuff that's not true sometimes, makes accusations that can be disproven because, you know, just process of elimination, he's not going to be right all the time. But this would mean that he was correct about what he was asking the Ukrainians to look into before the impeachment. And kind of interesting how in that year, a little over a year, social media went from banning Alex Jones to banning the White House press secretary. And there, there's that unified effort to cover up whatever it is they're talking about and they have their reasons that's not just done oh because they have inconsistent standards there is a actual reason a political or financial reason behind them wanting to cover that up and figuring that out i think is becoming paramount that we have to do that for the sake of our society otherwise where do we end up well i think the solution 
to, part of the solution to that is to resolve the issue going on with social media censorship because without social media censorship, the left would not be able to lie as well as they do, even with having the mainstream media, because people can, like, they can't, the, the media can control what people see when they watch TV, but the media is no longer the only option, right? So they can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see whatever they want, but not if the big tech people are controlling it. So I go with Trump and repeal section 230 that gives the social media companies the protections that they have today. The solution is not to replace big tech control with right-wing government control either. We just need an open forum. We don't need corporations or the government controlling it because that's how you just end up with equally bad things on the opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, social media started off looking a lot more like anarchy than it does now. And while that may not have been you know, the most wholesome environment, at least there wasn't a massive censorship issue. So it's finding a balance between that because the solution, like I'm seeing people who are pushing back against this calling for, you know, we need direct government oversight of social media to make sure it's fair. Ooh, government, no. doesn't make, government doesn't make things fair no. like that. Government is inherently biased too because you have to be on one side of the aisle or the other. And for the most part, government is biased towards itself, right or left. So that's not a solution either. We no. need government and big tech to duke it out and figure out how to get both of them out of public discourse. Because that's how we have alternatives to the things they want to present. They can't control it if you know they're kind of removed and take a step back here. So the Section 230 thing is much better. I have no, no way what I, I don't care if they're concerned. You do not put the governor or government in charge of, of regulating speech ever. That is so un-American. But the 230 thing is different because there are, and I agree with that, because there's, they're clearly publisher. They're trying to say they're a platform and publisher, platform publisher. I mean, look, there's clearly censoring to benefit one major party's campaign. So that's a whole different ballgame. But yeah, anything, even the antitrust thing, I'm not as, I'm always a little bit leery on that too when the government comes in to say, ah, oh, this isn't fair competition, whatever. Even that, I, but that's a whole nother discussion. But I will never trust the government to, to monitor and, and speech of any sort. So, so that's why I prefer the, the Section 230 repeal of anything, but no way, no. <laughs> but until we come up with an actual solution here, guys like Joe and Hunter Biden and basically everyone else who's around them continues to get away with doing all this stuff. The reason, you know, the technology and the transparency of the modern era is important is because it lets us identify when it's going on. So to have rampant bias shutting down information that people need to know, and then we try to make a podcast about it, and heck, depending on the title, we might even get demonetized. Oh, we will. Episode. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think yeah. our last uh, Biden Burisma podcast got demonetized too. And that's why it's important for people to subscribe and share the video because the YouTube does it too. Yeah. You gotta. Or they block the link from being exactly. shared. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of flack we get for this one. But until something's done about it, they're just going to keep getting away with it. And it needs to be sort of a ground up pushback to put an end to it. Otherwise, nothing's ever going to happen.
I know you think that we should be uh, funding PBS. That's how much I am against media the government media involvement. Let Big Bird make his own damn money. <laughs> Big Bird's on HBO now, so that's well, that's a, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, but he wouldn't got to start without the government. It's the I was an electric company guy. You guys probably never heard of the electric company. No, they did yeah. re when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, was, George, was George Carlin in that one? Uh, I don't remember who was in it, but I remember they used to the uh, from the Goonies sloths. Hey, you guys! That came from the Electric Company, as well as the coolest part of the Electric Company is they would have Spider-Man shorts that were yeah. live action. It was awesome. As Real quick to tell you how terrible a human being I am. <laughs> that, that Mr. You know, it, it going around the internet, that whole viral Mr. Rogers talking to the Senate, you know, they were threatening to cut off PBS's funding. He like saved it. I go, he shouldn't have saved it. I don't care if it's Mr. Rogers or not. Tax dollars should not be funding a, a, a TV station. This is not state run media. This is the United States of America. So anyway, I'm heartless. That's right. I took a shot at Mr. Rogers. What are you going to do? <laughs> state run media, the least they could do is have, you know, better stuff than partial reruns and. Stuff like that. Well, well, you know, Government out of media forever. Sorry to turn it into PBS. But sorry. Back, back, then, back then they had PBS. Now they have ABC, CBS, right. NBC, uh, the internet, they, all of Hollywood. So now there's a lot of state media if you are on the correct side. Um, and speaking of that media, we, we have tonight, which I guess this video will be uploaded the next day. So last night, if you're watching this at home, was the town halls between or with Biden and Trump on, on separate networks at the exact same time, the competing town halls that take the place of a debate. So that should be very interesting to, to see how they do it because Biden's over on ABC, Trump is on NBC, and well, it'll probably be fascinating to see who talks about what. Because these are both networks that come up deep in the heart of mainstream media. So will it be fair? We'll find out tonight. Or well, you mean, like we find out last night. It's funny is we were talking earlier today about that, about that social media exper uh, experiment to see how many of your friends follow Biden, how many follow Trump. Uh, my, mine were overwhelmingly in, in favor of Trump on Facebook. Um, Twitter is, is astounding. Twitter, Trump has 87 million followers. Do you know how many Joe Biden has? Two. Take a guess. No, more than two. Take a guess. Colin. 30. Um, a few million. 11 million. No. Really? He's the Democratic nominee for president? He's like 11, 11 million. million. I, I didn't look to see how many Kamala Harris has. Nobody cares. Um, I can do it right now. I don't care about You it. look at Kamala, I'll look up Pence. So Biden and Trump are kind of a fair, uh, unfair comparison yeah. because Trump is so popular in music, entertainment, and yet the celebrity and is a billionaire in New York and Trump Towers and all that. And now he's president. And but no one knows anything about Biden except for Obama's presidency. And they've both had long careers on social media to acquire followers. Uh, Kamala Harris has 6.6 .6 million. And then on her Senator Kamala Harris, you know, most Congress people have two accounts, like their official Congress account and then their personal. 
on her Senate one, she has 2.4. Mike, so Mike Pence has one Twitter. He's got 5.3 million, which doesn't surprise me that he doesn't have a personal one because something tells me that Pence isn't much for Twitter. <laughs> I, I can't think of a single Pence tweet that I've come across in the last four years, which kind of makes sense because you, you need someone who doesn't tweet to offset the guy who does. And that's why Trump and Pence are a match made in heaven. <laughs> Fire and ice. <laughs> exactly. You know, because of the white hair and the orange skin, whatever. Fire and ice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, honestly, that seems like a fairly decent place to call it here with, uh, you know, now that we've done the exposing of Hunter Biden's corruption yet again. If anyone made it this far in the episode, props to you for being a true fan. <laughs> but uh, it helps when you guys watch all the way here. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, we, we, can't, we do tend to keep going. Uh, I was just reading some breaking news that we'll talk about a little bit after we sign off because it should be interesting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you liked what you heard and you're sticking around. I don't know how many people have actually heard the ending of this. Be interesting to see what that number is. But since you're here, I'm going to pitch it to you. Please like this video, share this video, comment on this video. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast as well as hit that notifications button. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, please become a member of Freedom Wire if you haven't done so already. It's really easy go to the bottom right-hand side of the screen and you will find a link. Click it, take you to Freedom Wire, give us your email and you'll start getting the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. And you probably won't read anywhere else. All right, y'all, you got anything you want to add or say goodbye or, you know, flip Defund PBS, Defund NPR. Get rid of Big Bird. No more. No more Big Bird. Down with Big Bird. Down with Big Bird. Down with All, all Things Considered or whatever the hell is still on NPR. Gone. Down with Big Bird, down with Big Brother. Just end it all. Down with the Get man. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I, could re I was just about to say, I can read Grace's mind. She's going to say, go vote. I say it every time? I know. Is it, wait, what else should I say three weeks before the election? Vote, vote however you can. Vote. You've you got to say that. But don't mail it. Vote in person. Vote in person. Again, which makes me laugh that uh, liberals think the people showing up to vote early are liberals making me laugh but uh, that would be ironic anyways I'm going to remind you to do the same thing vote and just as important as voting and an outcome of your vote please stay free America until next time